0: Up next on Inside Champ Car racing at Nelson Ledges. Welcome to Inside Champ Car. I'm Brian Bolanski, crazy looking guy with the with the like making driving race car. F- Stuff I was is. doing
1: my da- little dance to the music. Oh, is that your happy dance, Bill? Yeah, because oh, my driving gracious. is much more serious, and you know, yeah.
0: is it really? <laughs> I've <Yeah>. heard things. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. <laughs> He's Bill hey. Strong up there, and yeah. uh, and then we it, have a
1: we have a special guest. We
0: do, and I'm very excited. Um, it's, the
1: fir- it's a first
0: for us. Wh- wh- which part is being our guest is special?
1: Yeah, we <laughs> normally have peons. Oh, you know,
0: okay. Yes, yes. The, the little guys. We've got a Veep. Is this the first Veep. Veep we've ever had on the yeah. show? The Veep, yes. Wow. And I
1: want to say, normally we have Porsche drivers and Porsche this and that, but we have a a Ferrari hat-owning Fred Wolf.
0: Yeah, Fred Wolf is here. Nelson Ledges, Vice President.
1: How you doing, Fred? Of the United States.
2: Of <laughs> <laughs> uh, Nelson Ledges. I'm doing great, guys. How are you?
0: We're great. We're great. We're really happy to have you on the show uh I asked you we'll get to the, the the real question first but I asked you before we went on the air how long have you been at Nelson ledges and you said about 30, 30 or 35 years which means you might have been there when I was there last so uh, most likely yeah.
2: what were you racing Brian
0: uh back that it, was, it was a, you were in a uh push pram weren't you oh stop it <laughs> <laughs> um dad was either at that time it was either a spec racer a spec, a sports Renault Renault i remember it well or or it could have been uh an itc honda civic i'm not quite sure which one we had by the time we we made our trip to nelson ledges um but we were considering doing the longest day and um uh and then we did one race and my dad said i don't think we have enough invested in loctite uh to be able to do 24 (laughs) 24 hours around this
2: place (laughs) Uh, it was a
1: rough it was a rough track it
2: was It It was a very rough track back then. Yeah. So let's
0: start with the question we always ask everybody, Fred. I don't know if you've had a chance to watch the show. If you haven't, this will come as a surprise to you. If you have it, will not come as a surprise to you. Um, How did you get mixed up with this great sport that we love?
2: How did I get mixed up in this sport? Um, Actually, I started going to real races in 1967. At okay. The US coupé at Watkins Glen. Okay. I followed it, traveled down to Daytona, watched the 24, made a couple trips up to Mosport. Oh, yeah. And then I kind of got away from it and got into Bicep. And um, I was living in Garrettsville, where Nelson is located at the time. And I rode down the pretty steep hill on a race bicycle all proud of myself that i talked 60 miles per hour Ooh. on the downhill which wow was really that's insane. insane yeah and,
1: especially in especially in the older bikes like holy crap
2: yeah it was um i believe the bike was a uh, steel promo yeah. mozzie italian bike. oh uh-huh. sweet and i rode past the racetrack and i could tell something was going on and I figured, why not stop in? You know, I'm wearing skin-tight Lycra.
0: Yeah, you'll fit it perfectly.
2: Yeah. Perfectly. And um, you know, John McGill was gracious enough or saw enough humor in me go in. But, uh, that's <laughs> when this whole thing came about. I really haven't shaken Nelson Ledges yet, and I have no real desire to.
1: Now, you, you uh, started out uh, working there. not just watching but then you started working and flagging
2: uh yes flagging on the motorcycle side uh my first race flagging doing f and c was the 24 hours of nelson not to be construed with the longest day of nelson 24
1: hours 24 hours on a bike that's got to be crazy
2: it, it it was crazy There's a lot of video on YouTube of the uh, 24-hour bike race. Um, It's absolutely hilarious. They had a Lamont start to it. (laughs) You had riders of all shapes and form on one side of the front uh, straight, running over to their bikes, hopping on the bikes. and It didn't make sense, but they had uh, some pretty damn good racing.
1: Now, was the pit lane, when you started there, was the pit lane dirt?
2: Was the pit lane what, Bill? <laughs>
1: dirt? Dirt? No.
2: Uh, no. Or, or
1: was it paved? Okay.
2: No, it, it was paved at the time. Well, Although the timing was, tower was different, yeah. and the star tower was definitely different.
1: I was reading the wiki about the track, and there's a mention in there that the, the, the pit lane was dirt at one point. Now, we know that the pit lane was dirt on the other side. This is before you guys took over the track. Yeah. Was that one of the first things that you guys did was to pave it. Now that was, it was funny because there'd been, I I'd, I'd known people that have been going there forever and they thought that was the coolest thing ever, that it was perfect except when they put their I think it's, is it 10 foot? How, how wide is that thing?
2: Uh, how wide is the pit? how wide
1: is the concrete pad
2: uh on, the concrete the pad you're talking about the one on the
1: cold side.
2: side of the wall yes uh seven feet so
1: yeah so i remember guys had eight foot easy ups and it was just <laughs> like all they
2: needed to do was
1: put one more foot <laughs> but but it was it was a huge difference because we race there with lemons. First time I ever went to Nelson ledges and mm-hmm. it was our second 24 hours of lemon race. Cause I was super excited. I, I talked my guys into doing the, the, um, long, I forget what they called it, but it was a long, you know, the, the, the 24 hours of lemons longest date. And it started out really good until it started raining. <laughs> and, uh, it was
2: crazy.
1: And Bill flood was sad- it flooded ever- in. Was so a
2: race with 140 some entries?
1: Yes, yes. And oh they, my god! And there was no spot around, and they put a chicane down at the uh, kink. Yes, to slow you know—to slow people down in there, so it just became one lane. And I remember thinking, "This is a race." You know, the first lap is green flag drop, and everybody's lining up in a line i'm like no i went straight down and kind of pushed my way through and i think by lap three those cones were gone so it was it was good after that
2: so i'm if... i'm surprised that by lap three you had all the cars on the damn track
1: <laughs> it was crazy i'll tell you
2: i was doing control for that race early on and jay lamb was sitting upstairs with me and i'm kind of a Timing fanatic. I've done control enough that I want things to be on time. Right. And it was like five minutes till the uh, green flag would drop. And there was no rush. There was no urgency. Yeah. And it's like, Jay, <laughs> we only have 25% of the cars on the track. Eh, and let it shake out. When they get there, they get there. Yeah. Couple minutes later, Jay, it's time. We have to drop the green flag. We don't have all the cars out there. I don't worry about it. We'll throw the green once we get them all out. There. And by then, we had such a traffic jam in the pit lane waiting right, to I remember that. the track because there were so so many cars out
1: there that yeah.
2: it was crazy. Then it like was
1: so much fun. Oh my eight god! Eight minutes
2: after it. twelve or whenever yeah. the start time was. Okay, you can throw the green flag that. It's
1: like cool. Yeah, and then so, it just turned into this madhouse. It was it was awesome. It was absolutely pure awesomeness.
0: So w- um, when there's 140 cars at Nelson Ledges, where where do they all pit? Oh. You,
2: oh you, you, that was in a your story. paddock.
0: In your paddock. We didn't
1: I think we did we change fuel. I can't remember if we did fuel in the paddock or if we did fuel on pit lane. We may I have done it on pit lane. I think the fuel
2: was in the paddock. Yeah. Because there was racing going on in the paddock to get off and on the track.
1: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And I and I think that was it. I think you could choose to do your fueling there or something. I, I don't remember. That was such a long That's time. That's crazy.
0: Before. Yeah. But the paddock
1: was, was insanely filled. I mean, I have to this day I've never seen that many cars in that paddock. It went all the way everywhere.
2: It was crazy. So it was
0: so Fred, you know, we have got the iconic racetracks in North America. We've got your Road America, your Watkins Glen, your your Laguna Seca. Um and, and everybody, you know, holds those in 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 great and high regard. But there are a few tracks like Nelson that are so just loved by by drivers and teams. I mean, when I I'm, I'm from the Midwest. I grew up in Wisconsin and 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 now I'm all, I've I've lived in Atlanta, I now live in California. And when people talk about racetracks they they want to go go to. Sure they say those other ones, but the, Nelson Ledges keeps popping up over and over and over again. Why is that?
2: Uh, to be honest with you, I think it's the way we're approaching the business. We're trying to do things right Everybody in our organization has been involved in racing. You know how you want to be treated at a track. Uh, you go to so many racetracks and you're greeted, rather than having a welcome to wherever sign, you're greeted with a no pet bikes, no dogs, no children, unless they're on a freaking leash, that type of thing. If you want a golf cart, you have to have a permit for it That's not us. We want people to have the latitude to do basically what they want. And if they're doing something stupid, we'll ask the people not to do it. We get people sitting on the tire wall. Hey, you walk over to them. It's really not a safe place to sit. Why don't you get down from there? And the people, I think they really appreciate that. Yeah. When you need did the repave on the track, uh, part of the agreement was that we wanted to keep the track as Nelson. We didn't widen the track, we didn't add banking or anything like that. So the basic layout that people are racing on today is the same layout that we've had since the um, advent of the carousel, which went in the 70s.
0: Yeah. I I got the same feel when I I, when I went to Hallett for the first time, Um, just a a club track, a quintessential club track, um, you know, and, and, you know, lots of people giving people hugs and and really tiny and cozy and not a lot of flash, um, but just a lot of fun.
2: Yeah, I our goal is to have Nelson to be a polished club racing track. You know, we're not chasing the big boys. We're not chasing sure. pit race uh, 40 minutes away from Nelson. We're not chasing mid-Ohio. know, they can do what they want, and we're doing really well catering to the customers that we have. Uh, my goal is to have everybody leaving the track at the end of the day with a uh, shitty smile on their face. That's that awesome. They <laughs>
1: You know that's you talk about the track the track is over your shoulder there you can see it up on the wall and to me i look at that and go eh, meh how do they say on the internet meh. meh. you know and but driving it is totally different than looking at it from the top because there is banking there is decreasing radiuses there is some uh off camber you know off camber banking. that the carousel there is insanely fast and then if you do that right that back straight into the kink is probably one of the scariest places to go because it kind of looks like a turn, but you don't, you, you know, it's not one, but if you mess it up, it is one and it's going to hurt.
2: And, it is. Definitely. Yeah,
1: and, yeah. And it's, it's a hell of a track and the braking and some folks had said it's a great track, easy on the brakes. It is easy on the brakes. Cause I think the real place you use the brakes is into that. What is that? 13. 13. Yeah, left-hander? 13, yeah. Yeah. No, the, yeah, the left-hander going in there. And you're yep. hard on it, and then boom, you just make that car turn left and then turn right I once
0: well, and ran that, into a Mercedes that,
1: there, too. So That, that,
0: that left-right is such an important part of that racetrack yeah. because if you don't hit those two properly, then you've got no speed going onto the main straightaway. And then the, the, the right-hander at the end of the pit lane straight – is is really important because that's that's still kind of you know fast i mean it's not kind of fast it's still very fast right mm-hmm. um and then you need that little bit of speed to get through the next right-hander into the that little horseshoe area um but yeah that that little left and if you right, screw that
1: up you end up off road as yep. visceral racing um <laughs> flipping the car there because you know it, it happens
2: yep. and But you know this yeah. roll went over the tire
1: Yes, yes. The call on
2: that, the call on that with the corner workers. Mm -hmm. Uh, Corner worker called in that the car went over the tire wall. So we're alerting the medical people, the record people, ambulance people, whatever. A car went over the tire wall. And then whoever was doing control asked the corner worker at 10 what was going on. Do you have a status on the driver? And the comment was, He's driving around the field outside the track.
1: Yeah. I was Get down off. there. He yeah. I was down there. Um, I ended up getting some pictures too. I was taking pictures and setting up a camera or fixing a camera for the ball. And just, I watched him come in and I watched him just a little, it was, it was Steve. We've had Steve on the show and we talked to him about that. And uh, he said it was just like a pillow, you know, like he landed on a pillow. So, mm-hmm. but uh, but yeah, he just drove out of there and boom, done. So, but yeah, it's, You know, we had a car um, pass us on, it was a chump car race. We were doing the test day. Car decided to pass one of my drivers during the test day on the outside of the kink. Got two tires off in the grass and ended up driving up the side of my car and flipping his E30 and turned it into a little box. They're already boxy, but this was just a more compact (laughs) box when it was done. Yeah, Uh, that's... He slid a long way on his window, too. He had some, on his arm was uh, uh, some skin rash. You know, what do you call it? Road Asphalt rash? rash. Road rash. Yeah, road rash. Um,
2: road but, rash.
1: Yeah, shook him up a bit. But I just remember there was a whole bunch of people standing in the observation area there, that the hill that used to be there. Yeah. And I remember walking up, and, and I just saw parts flying through the air, and I saw one yellow one. fly. I saw yellow somewhere, and red, a lot of red ones. And the, my car used to be red, the MR2, but it's now yellow. But the inside of the parts is still red. So I just I put the two together, and it's like, oh, my God, my car's totaled. My car was involved, suspension brake, but the, the BMW was just toast. Um, and that was one of those things that it's like you've got to be really careful there, and you just can't go out there and just go balls out and just hang it all out
2: that is a really difficult place for passing um obviously you saw that uh but to see like formula atlantic cars pass one another there where someone is on the left hand side yeah right before you get to the crossover it's a pretty ballsy move yeah but to see it is beauty
1: yeah and if it yeah if that guy had pulled it off it would have been great but You know, kind of I think he panicked a bit because there was my guy was had nowhere to go because he's just drifting out. Yeah. And, you know, there was contact went up the side of the car and yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Everybody survived. Everybody, everybody. Well, he didn't get to race his car the next day, but um, name the game. What, yeah.
0: One of the classic phrases coming out of drivers' mouths. If I'd have pulled that off, it would have been great. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> if I had a dollar for yeah. every time I said that, I'd be a racetrack owner. Yeah. Um, now, yeah. now,
1: we have had to pull the car out of the tires at Nelson Ledges while leading the race. I, I, we may not have been leading it while they were pulling it out of the car, but they're pulling it out of the tires. So, one of you know, for years, the biggest complaint with Nelson Ledges was. The track is falling apart i'm driving down it. i'm getting hit with stones and rocks and concrete same with motorcycles and stuff obviously brian purchased a track you came on and you guys did a hell of a job at paving it getting it all fixed up um the whole bit you brought in some new buildings to the track um you've rebuilt the uh the tech shed uh you're making changes But people continually talk about those tires. Now, I know because I follow Nelson Ledges on on the socials. You guys are reconfiguring them and restacking them and moving them around to make things a little safer. Tell us a little bit
2: about that. Every year we do that, we're pushing tires back. Uh, We're getting rid of some tires as mandated by the state. Um, We are making progress with the tire wall. Uh, but it's so easy for people to complain about the tires, whatever, when we have four miles of tires to deal with.
1: Has anybody ever counted them?
2: Uh, I think during some of the old longest day races, we've estimated that we have around 3 million tires. Wow. And I still get people to this day calling. Uh, asking me if we would buy some scrap tires from them. You use them <laughs> with a race How many do you want? Yeah, because I them for sale, it'll charge and them
0: five bucks a, a piece to take them and have them recycled. Yeah,
1: exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's insane. That's a that's three million tires. That's that's just
0: easy. So, so when the state asks you to
2: take them away, what are you replacing them with? Uh, We're not to that point yet. We have an abundance.
1: They have 3 million of them, Brian. 3 million.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fair enough. (laughs) It's it's
2: a lot of tires. Yeah, yeah. And you get the people uh, mentioning, well, why don't you wind up the tires and use it for a recreational running track or something like that? Or they can be used for whatever. Because all you're doing is grinding up the rubber. Right. And what do you do? People the aren't way? thinking. There are steel belts and tires. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the tires that we have have steel beads in the tires to hold them on the damper. <laughs>
0: yeah. So I, how, how are they? Are they melting them down and then separating the rubber from the steel? Is that how they would recycle that? I don't. Know. I have no.
1: I have I no either. idea. We need to send Brian to the uh, How It's Made show. Um, yeah they've actually showed that a few times they grind them up they use big magnets to come over suck out that stuff oh they have sifters and all kinds of crazy stuff and then they put them on some football field so that uh girl soccer players can get cancer oh well, okay.
2: <laughs> there you go oh Bill, You're <laughs> sick. I, I, and i
1: and, and i know that for a fact because yeah my daughter's soccer you know the whole thing so it's um yeah they they recycle it and do do all kinds of crazy stuff with it right but and i doubt they're going to do it with any of those tires because some of them somebody just said uh, i think john whitner said a bunch of them are old like model t tires now i've seen a lot of motorcycle tires out there i don't think they're model t tires
2: uh there are some motorcycle tires there uh no matter how many announcements you make on a pa that please do not leave your junk tires at the track. We don't want them. Have You'll you ever thought of somebody have, doing it?
1: Have you ever so, thought of putting like some of your old tires in other people's trucks? And say thank uh, you for taking the tires. Believe not,
2: Bill, there is a federal law that prohibits you from carrying more than five scrap tires in a truck. <laughs> oh, it's really? really? It, yeah, and if you think about it, every time you see like a community cleanup day you're limited to like four or five tires that's the reason for it oh huh
0: that's crazy that's crazy so you've seen this track over the last 30 years evolve Um, yes what do you like about where the track is today and is there something you miss from the way it was in the past
2: Uh, um To be honest with you, the only thing that I've missed from the past is the days of having 125, 140 cars at a regional SCCA event. Yeah. And a lot of that goes back to the somewhat of a waning of interest. More people are doing the simulators. Um, People have a lot that they can be doing that they can be spending their time on. Right. Um, it's it's a lot that every organization has to really think about. Now we're getting more and more into the track day events. Sure. Whether it be uh, the four-wheel stuff or the two-wheel stuff. Yeah. And you're getting a lot of people coming out for that. And a lot of those people that you would think would want to go racing they're kind of turning their back on it, so I think it's everybody's job to really promote racing. The people are out there; people are coming out for track days, people are coming out for time trials, people are doing a lot of autocross, but it's moting those, motivating those people up to get into something a little bit more challenging. Yeah, right.
0: But I don't you think though, there's a place for for both. You know that that when when we try to convert everybody into road racers, sometimes you turn turn them away altogether.
2: Uh, I think there has there's definitely a place for both. Uh, but getting the interest with younger people to come out and do a low-key race. That's definitely the way to go. Yeah. I I really think the pecking order in this is that you have people doing time trials, you have people doing autocross. Uh, What's next for them? Yeah. You'd like to see them getting into racing, and you're not finding that interchange of people getting into racing when they have one car they're doing it on their own right and that's where groups like champ car can really capitalize on this because you're getting more and more people uh doing the ride and drive type program
1: yeah and then you have the the spreading of the cost between all the drivers the precisely and, and right. all that stuff so that that's precisely. really helped out a lot well and people i feel think- like tim people like tim and john Whittenauer and, and the right. most men guys they can go you know the family can go racing right, right? Yeah. Whereas if it's just you, Bill Strong, man, this this stuff's expensive. Well, mm-hmm.
0: and, and and there's also a whole generation of kids now who, and when I was a kid, uh, you know, at 15 and a half, you were like, like breaking the door open of the DMV to get your learner's permit, oh, so definitely. that when you turn 16, you can go get your license. There's a bunch of kids now, and I'm not saying it's it's you know to each his own, but they don't have no interest in even getting a driver's license. Um, so I think there's also a little bit of, of the love affair with driving is a little different for the younger generation than it was for our generation.
2: Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. And the cost of driving for the 16 year old, uh, the parents are going to be stuck with sky high insurance yep. bills, and oh, premiums. Yeah. uh, and granted a 16 year old boy isn't easy on a car.
0: No well, wait, I,
1: I was is so a, easy. Is a. T- Neither is a twenty-one-year-old, twenty-two-year-old. I finally uh, got him paid. off my insurance, and holy crap, I could, I, I got money now, now, man. Now you can I got go got racing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was in my first accident, uh, like three weeks after I got my driver's license. Yeah, mine was like um, two days. Yeah, it, it's so, it's different. So, Fred,
1: you you you're a track manager, you know, VP, whatever. You're 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 the boss. You or almost a boss, Brian's a boss, but you you uh you get to see absolutely killer cars show up to your track to do testing and promotional stuff. What is the coolest car that you've seen show up at the track in your mind?
2: Um I think the coolest ex- experience was um uh, man, I can't remember the guy's name, the father of the Viper. Um Oh, Not Lutz. Uh, Was it Lutz? No. No. The guy that, um, Herb Helbig. Oh, yeah, yeah. uh, He was out testing the Viper prototypes prior to SRT. Mm. Uh, It was, you're looking at something, you know, I came out of a more traditional sports car type era. And I looked at the Viper and I thought, man, this is the closest thing to Harley-Davidson I've ever seen. Uh, Plapping the hood, looking at the EPA badge saying this engine conforms to a 10-liter platform. It's like, this is mind-boggling. Yeah. And uh, luckily, with the Viper group, the SRT group, uh, they did real well. We actually
1: actually have a few people that race with Champ Car that were part of that group um,
2: Mm -hmm. at
1: one point, worked in it at one point. Now, now you're also into motorcycles. Yes. And um, you've got lots of motorcycle stories. They've done 24 hours there. Let's go back to that for a second. The 24-hour on a motorcycle, they do it as a team. It's not just one guy
2: doing 24 hours. Correct. They would do a team. Uh, normally, four to five riders, and those competitors—they were completely whooped oh, at sure. the end of the race, like they were walking zombies.
0: Well, and motorcycle races are a little twisted in the brain to start with.
2: Yes, <laughs> but it's a different type of mindset. It is They're absolutely strong, mentally different than we are.
0: Yeah. That's a, diff- that's a nicer way to put it than what I said. <laughs> yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're wired are wired problem.
0: I was working turn five at Road Atlanta for one of the big bike races. And mm-hmm. um, uh, we had a couple of really bad crashes there that weekend. And uh, um, by the end of the weekend, we had another guy come in and did the whole flippy rolly thing. Woke yeah. up and you, he stood up and you could see that the arm was twisting in an angle that it wasn't the right. Yeah. And and, and I, I lift up the and he wants to get back on the bike. And I'm like, dude, you you can't get back on this bike. Your arm doesn't isn't attached to your body anymore. At least that's what it looked like. And he's like, oh, I got to I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And he, he he swings and his arm. It was he's like, oh, maybe I shouldn't get back on the bike. I'm like, really, that wasn't your first thought. That was like your fourth thought. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah,
2: it just
1: focus, man. The focus. Oh god. No,
2: on the bike side, it seems like the badge of honor is to, if you do have a crash on Saturday, let's say a broken collarbone, which is very very common, uh, show up the track on Sunday with your arm in a sling, right? And Um, get on the bike. uh, (laughs) On the bike side, I had a really neat experience um years and years ago this heavy set southern accented gentleman uh walked over and he made a statement which i interpreted as a question his statement was i hear you live around these parts (laughs) and it's like yeah i live around here can i help you and he said my voice like to go fishing at night, where can they go fission fission <laughs> fishing. and the, I get emotional with this one. I'm sorry. That's uh, cool. the guy's name is Earl Hayden. Oh, uh-huh. Nick, Nicky Hayden's father.
0: Yeah. Wow. That's that's crazy. Yeah. For those who might know, Nicky Hayden, maybe one of the finest motorcycle racers in the history of the sport.
1: Oh, wow.
2: Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, world champion yeah. in uh, GP. Yeah.
1: Oh, there he is. I just brought him out. So yeah. My wife
2: was holding my hand. <laughs> <to hit> her. <laughs> yeah. Well, we want no, th- it, we I want get. Th- yeah, go ahead. I get a little broken up when I think about that. That's crazy, but to have a world champion racing at your racetrack it was yeah. really something. Yeah,
0: that's uh, yeah, and and he left us too soon. Oh, um, big time! Yeah, that was uh, that was unfortunate. Again. Um, yeah, it's just you know we all have stories. You know, you do this long enough, and you run into people and. And uh, you see, you see, you see glimpses of, ec- of of talent and expertise, and and then you know you, you, you then you, you have that in the brain is, is for for the whole time. I mean, I I, uh, I was at uh, I was at the uh, mid Ohio once for for the runoffs and, and saw this guy Graham Graham Ray Hall yeah. <laughs> racing racing a a uh, Formula Atlantic and winning a national championship at age sixteen or seventeen. You know, and and uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of people who are Graham haters, but just the nicest young man, and oh, you could tell fun. he was so talented, um and um and it's like I got to say I, I got to see him win, you know and and that's just pretty darn cool. So
2: yeah, I can, I can remember going to the Glen, and uh, watching his father mm-hmm. early on. Yep. Yep. So, what, what, uh, it's, the people you meet in this business. Um, I was at the uh, Pittsburgh Vintage Grand Prix mm-hmm. in Shenley Park. And my wife at the time was talking to Sam Posey. Mm-hmm. Uh, very, very, very articulate. Oh, yeah. And he made the comment that he could have been at the Nürburgring German Grand Prix, but he chose to be at Pittsburgh for the Vintage because this is these are memories for the bank mm-hmm. and like I love that phrase you now every time you're hung up on something that really means a lot to you and it's something that you're going to constantly remember they are memories for the bank
0: yeah, yeah you know and,
1: and and Nelson ledges is like that for me and I know for many many others out yeah. there a lot of them that are on our show right now
0: yeah. You know, it's interesting um, that, you know, we talk about some of the people we've met, you know, and, yeah. and in every group of 100 people, you're going to find two or three jerks. But t- t- for the most part, when when we meet these people who are our heroes in this sport um, or people who we, we, we meet when they're really young and they become heroes to other people, we're all kind of everyone's cut from the same cloth. You know, yes. it's a family through and through. And mm-hmm. um uh, and it's really cool when you get a chance to um. I spent some time with David Hobbs last year um, yeah. and and just just the sweetest guy. And mm-hmm. and and you, it's like with with a lot of folks, you just ask them one question and an hour later, they've answered that with a story and then they've given you four or five others. Um, yeah. And, and we're all kind of the same people. And I think that's why mm-hmm. we keep coming back. You know, to the racetrack, it's not just about the cars. It's about people like you and Bill, and 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 these are people who I want to spend time with. Sometimes even more than my own family. <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, and and like it or not, we've all given up a lot uh, with our families for us to pursue this sport, business, yeah. whatever it is.
0: You know, Bill, we don't have a chance often to get a track manager. On the show, so let's ask some track management type stories questions. Um, what do you, what do you do when Bill Strong walks in the room? Run the other way, right? <laughs> um, Sir,
1: show that restraining order why you shouldn't be on the track <laughs> anymore.
2: <laughs> um, no, I I think that order is lapsed, Bill. <laughs> Darn it!
0: So so, what are some of the challenges? I'm out here in Cow Club. We own Button Willow. Um, yeah. So I I am fortunate to have uh, that a little knowledge that maybe a lot of folks don't have about how hard it is or what it goes take takes to be part of running a racetrack. What are the, some of the challenges that you guys are facing? Um, to be able to... I mean, because gosh darn it, renting a racetrack is a, not a, t- a small proposition. And I know no. racetracks are trying to keep the prices down as much as possible. And I'm asking a question so that Bill's can stop answering this question to the rest of the Champ Car <laughs> membership uh, so he doesn't have to ask the question. But what are the challenges that you guys have to keep tracks accessible from a monetary standpoint to clubs like Champ Car and Seca and other folks?
2: Um. I guess first you have to look at what your expenses are. Like, it it is a business. You know, it's a passion, but it is a business. Um, You get people complaining about trucking their car Mm -hmm. in a diesel dually from Florida to Nelson. Not realizing that we're cutting grass with a 18-foot mower on a tractor that's using diesel, and we're cutting 200 acres of grass every week like there is an expense there uh you look at any type of improvements that you're putting into the track um you're talking a lot of money nothing 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 is really cheap right um paying for good quality people is an expense um our corner workers I don't think I have anyone that's worked at the track for less than three years. Uh, we're so, not going through a lot of newbie type people. Uh, we're using a lot of people that have retired, uh, people that are race instructors on the motorcycle end, and people that can uh, that really enjoy the sport. Right. And I know that's kind of drifting away from where yeah. you were going. Um, but everything is going up, negotiating with ambulance companies, uh, what used to be $60 an hour might now, right now might be $200 an hour. Yeah. Uh, cost on everything is getting crazy.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, and when you don't upgrade your facility, people want to don't, you know, people want to come to a place that's nice and, and maybe not fancy, but clean and not right. falling apart, and um, um, and if you don't keep up with that, then people stop wanting to come, and if people don't mm-hmm. want to come, then they're not going to rent your track. So, you know, exactly. it's kind of a chicken and egg yeah. situation. And exactly. um, you know, look
1: you- at look at VIR. I mean, VIR in two thousand was just uh, actually ninety nine. I think it was a farm,
0: yep, a working
1: yeah. farm with everything mm-hmm. grown over, and it's taken them a long time. Um, Of course, they had this absolutely huge influx of money to get it to where it was when they first opened, but Mm -hmm. it's taken them a long time to really get where they're at now. And it's not something, they just keep continually keep doing improvements, which is what you guys are doing. You're just reinvesting that money. Yeah, we're (laughs)
2: looking at what we're faced with, uh, we're working with property that was put in in 1958, and in 1958, if you wanted to run an electric line underground, you ran the electric line underground. And if the light switch came on at the other end, you did a great job. Right. But no one kept schematics where these damn lines are. Mm. You know, every time, every time we drop a bucket in the ground, you're hitting a gas line, an electric line, right. or a water line.
0: And so then you got to hire the gas company or the electric company or someone to come out with their little, their little wand that will tell you where oh, yeah. stuff is and where mm-hmm. stuff not, because yeah. you know God forbid you take your bucket into a gas line and you go kaplooey. Um, yeah. A people get hurt, but B that's not good for the that's not good for the headlines in the local paper. <laughs> right. I well, mean this yeah, is definitely. a
1: track. This is a track before 1958. Before Marvin Drucker and John McGill ran the bulldozer around and carved it up it was a potato farm hmm so you still have potatoes popping up every now and then
2: uh no, oh. <laughs> no. <laughs> and, no. and, and
1: yeah.
2: the story with that uh marvin had it i think he bought the potato farm and his plan was to put in a housing subdivision um, and Marvin, being Marvin, went to the township, county, whatever, and he said, my plans for this area will be for a housing subdivision, but I want you to put in the roads. And public funding, they weren't about to go about that for a privately owned subdivision. Right. And he said, fine, I'll turn it into a racetrack. <laughs> and that's how the whole thing came about
1: so yeah they basically did there, there was no design plan no million dollar study and no million dollar contracts with architects or engineers or planners they just drove the bulldozer around to make a one mile dirt course and i'm reading this from an basically. article that was that's using some of my pictures on Grassroots mm-hmm. motorsport yeah from a, from a bunch of years ago but yeah i mean there was you know nowadays you have to get everybody's permission all the way up to almost the what the president and then you get to cut a, you know, then you get to break ground. And then by then you've still got probably a, many more lawsuits because you're going to kill some, some weed or turtle or. Yeah. Oh,
2: exactly. Or exactly.
0: So, so Fred, you know, lots of racetracks have come and gone uh, and a lot of times they go because people who live nearby uh, or people who usually it's people who've moved in after the track was built, which drives me nuts. It's like yes. you move in next to an airport and then you complain that there's too much plane noise. Um, it, it'd be one thing if the airport came in after you moved in, then you've kind of, kind of, kind of right to complain. Um, but you know, lots of, you know, locals don't always like the, what a racetrack means, what it means to the neighborhood, all that kind of stuff. Do you guys have any of those issues there? Uh,
2: yes. Uh, we run into it occasionally. Uh, Going back to the original zoning meetings that we had with Nelson Township, uh, our request was to change the uh, tax zoning from non-conforming residential. And I was under the impression that it was um, agricultural. It, It never was. It wasn't. Um, But we wanted to change it to a new uh, zoning clause of Motorsports Recreational. So we had to go through the whole zoning process, listening to the neighbors talk. Um, And they weren't all negative. We have have a lot of support from the local neighbors. Um, But one lady in particular Uh, She came out and she was talking about uh, having her lady friends from the city come out to the track or come out to her property, which bordered the track at one time. And they couldn't have tea in the afternoon (laughs) because all they heard were those darn motorcycles. At that time, there was a short little... Amish guy, I guess I can say that, um, and he was the head of zoning, and he had made a comment to the lady. He stood up like he might have been five feet tall this long beard, kind of a <laughs> yeah. visual. Yeah, yeah. Of and he said, Ma'am, when did you buy your phone? And she said, well, I've been living here for five years. And he said, were you not aware that there was a racetrack right next to your property? And she said, no, it was in the time." And he said something like, what in God's holy name were you thinking of when you bought next to a racetrack? <laughs> I don't want to hear anything from you. Yeah.
1: And speaking of the Amish folk, it's 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 really interesting that they actually come out if they're with their little uh scooters and you know their push scooters because they don't have anything motorized and oh their bicycles big time. and they watch the race with us with the horses oh
2: big time the uh the, the story with that we were running i think it was on the champ car 24s and seeing that i didn't need any sleep i was working the gate and um Two o'clock in the morning, five Amish guys, drunk on their butts, walked up. (laughs) And their question was, do you sell beer? (laughs) No, we do not sell beer. (laughs) Well, do you sell beer inside? No, we don't sell beer. Were you looking for beer? (laughs) Yeah, you would really like some beer. So I directed them to friends of mine that had their motor home, parked <laughs> on the hill, overlooking Turn 13. <laughs> and I said, walk up to that big motor home, ask for art, and he will give you here. <laughs> so needless to say, I went to bed. The following day, I'm riding by on the scooter or something. Art yeah. saw me, flipping me off. <laughs> I knew what it was for. <laughs> that's uh, hilarious. But that's what makes Nelson know. Right. we're having we're having fun.
0: And, and well, I'm looking. And when, I'm also
1: looking at the old pictures from the Longest Day, and I would say these are mid '80s because there's a nine two four here, uh, some uh, Honda Civic CRXs, yeah, yeah, and and uh, IROC Z's. Um, there's you know there's people that made like two by four covers for their pit lane. It's
2: -hmm. like
1: things you would never see nowadays. Now we did see them at the lemons races and early chump car days. where People would do that kind of stuff, but you don't really see that anymore. I find that absolutely fascinating because that is low budget racing now. Yeah, None of this sticking your, your toolbox with the seats, (laughs) you know, the, the opera level (laughs) seats and you know, the, the, yeah. Yeah. You know, three thousand dollar easy ups and stuff yeah i like that you know the two by fours with some some uh tarps you know draped over them and stuff so yeah i I just find sorry i just find that absolutely fascinating and and it goes back to to something in this in this article that i was quoted by was that endurance racing for me is not just the driver against the other drivers right it's the cars against the cars it's the driver in the car it's a driver in the car and the track that you're you know the the conditions that everything everything is thrown at you hell the conditions of the uh um of of the the paddock that you have to go through with that, that race we were there when it was just pure mud we had to get back to our paddock and it mm. was a it was a chore but it was it was the experience and it was just you had yeah. to struggle and when you got done when you finish that race you cross that You accomplish something. It's like Sebring. Yeah. You know, you go to Sebring to race the track. You're racing against other people, but you have to survive that track. And that's what I love about uh, Nelson Ledges. It's just not the racing. It's every aspect of it. And it's tough.
2: The people that are working at the track, the staff, uh, our hearts are in the racetrack. Uh, we Mm -hmm. had the one champ car event where we had that deluge of rain yep um and the puddling underneath the bridge was probably eight inches deep
1: i was over there it was much deeper than that because brian was down there with pumps trying to pump it away from the track which was it was it was crazy because you know it's it's nothing is level out there yeah so he would pump it, and you you know it was coming back somewhere to get to that spot, <laughs>
2: to get right back. But it worked. The uh, storm grace had water erupting out of it yeah. that was shooting up like three, four feet.
1: Well, it's still better than what it was when we went there the first couple of years with chump car and limits. Yeah. Where when it rained, that back straight was a, easily a, I don't know, ten feet underwater.
2: I could be wrong. Uh, We've put a lot of <laughs> drainage, French yeah. drains, underneath the trap. Uh, that water is now exiting to the former swamp-type land, yeah. but we've cleaned out the creek that was back there, yeah. and there's a pretty good, pretty good even flow of water. Oh, it's totally different
1: now. I mean, I got there one year, and um, the wa- there's a big storm all week, and I camped. I picked the highest, I was the first one there, Brian Bartzi let me in early. I picked the hill, uh, a hill in the middle of the paddock and the highest point. Yeah. And I, I picked there, set up my camp and, but there was water within 30 feet of us, 40 feet of us. And, but we watched it slowly recede. Then we went to bed, woke up next morning. and It was pretty much gone. It was still kind of on the track, but Mm -hmm. it was, you know, on the back straight, but it was crazy. And then we go to race and that was the one they told us, you know, you're great, just do not get if you get off track, don't turn that steering wheel. You just <laughs> you just keep yeah. going straight because you're gonna dig in and flip it. But um it's uh it was one of those tracks that it once it did dry out, oh my god, it was so much fun. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 all about the experience and part of the experience. And somebody said the weather, and that is part of the experience. If you can survive everything it's thrown at you,
0: yeah, it's awesome. Any any final questions before we let him go? Because we're coming up on we're coming up on an hour here. Oh, yeah, we're getting there. <laughs> um,
1: so I want to thank your wife because I know you were really hesitant about coming on something about being camera shy, wanted in some 15 states or something. I don't know. But <laughs> Fre- Fred and I talk all the time. Um, it's It was great to have his wife call me up and say he will be on the show. <laughs> I'm like, ma'am, who is this?
0: Oh, that's great. <laughs>
1: My wife is like, Who's that calling you? Nobody, nobody. Uh, <laughs>
0: he
2: did it. <laughs> <laughs> he a, did it. That's so, so good. Yeah, working with you guys at Chandcar, my son and I did the uh NOLA event yep. last year. It was a real ball. Uh, working with Ray, uh, yourself, read the script, read the script. <laughs> it's fun,
0: it's fun, <laughs> yeah.
1: So yeah, for th- those, so we are we are going to Nelson Ledges this year. I by was the just going to say <laughs> for those
0: who have listened to this and are dying to go to Nelson, July thirteenth and fourteenth, it's going to be a seven plus seven, the summer showdown at Nelson Ledges, uh, and uh, you got to get got to get your your entry in by May fourteenth because that's when the discount goes away. Yeah. Um, it'll but... be
1: it'll be thirteen hundred dollars is the entry fee. Yep, for fourteen hours of racing. Um we're running the full course, which is the only course now, right? You don't really have the short course anymore.
2: Yeah, we really don't have a short yeah. course anymore. So, we're running you the, can run the,
1: we're car. running the Formula 1 Grand Prix highfalutin course at <laughs> Nelson Ledges. <laughs> and um the Summer Show down at Nelson Ledges and uh it's going to be part of our um Money Shift Racing Championship oh. which will include Nelson Ledges, some track at Mid-Ohio, yeah, yeah. Pittsburgh and uh the winner will get all kinds of shiny prizes and all kinds of cool stuff um we're still working out the details uh part of it was sent out yesterday but uh it's going to be a big event and you have to participate in all the races to be part of the winner to be a winner of all the shiny happy stuff cool but um you know one of them is a dinner out with fred
2: Oh my God! Nice. My you wife to, is cooking. Yeah.
1: The winner has to pay, though. The winner has
2: to pay. My wife is cooking. Oh boy, that's <laughs> the feedback. <laughs> the one. wife is cooking. That's good. So, as long as I get a T-shirt.
1: <laughs> there you go. She's always at the T-shirt. Now your wife
2: works at the track too, right? Uh, no, she kind of retired from the track a couple of years back. Okay. okay. Take care of the dogs. Take care of the. Oh yes, yeah, oh, so yeah. that's right. Yeah, uh, yeah. the dogs.
1: So and she would al- she would always ask me for the shirt off my back.
2: There you
0: go. There you go. One That's thing right. be- be- Oh, I want the shirt off your back. <laughs> be- be- before we let you go Fred just to go back to your 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 drunk Amish fans. Um if your referendum ever goes to- up to a vote to get that zoning change you've got five votes from them. So, uh <laughs> you took care of that uh good uh, customer uh community relations.
2: <laughs> oh, that would be good. Uh, I love it. Yeah. I love it.
0: That well, would be good.
2: Well, thanks, Fred. Yeah,
1: um, you've now made us famous. Thank you very much for that. Very
2: you're nice. welcome, Bill. You're welcome, Brian. Great chatting with you guys. Yeah, yeah. It, and it, great
1: it, stories. We'll have you back on again. We'll definitely. Talk about old timey days because I know you're you're getting up there in age.
0: <laughs> Bill, you're supposed to be nice to our guests. <laughs> I
1: am. I think it's awesome. This is some finally it we have somebody. It do
2: them three months to do it. Well, yeah, well, you yeah That's
0: this, so. that's
1: what that's all of it. So. <laughs> It's awesome to have somebody that's older than me on the show. So thank you.
0: He's not older than you, Bill. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) No. Uh, Okay, guys. All right. right, Thanks. Thanks, Fred. Past your bedtime. Thanks, man. Fred Wolf, the vice president of Nelson ledges. Appreciate you being on a lot more stuff to come here, Bill. We got some things to talk about and um, that that was a lot of fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun.
1: Fred's a, Fred's a hoot, man. He's uh we talk a lot about racing and just, you know, I'm I'm down, you know, he's he notices that something's up with me, give me a call and 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 um there we go. Yeah. He he uh he gives me a call and boosts me back up again and it's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah. And
0: that's uh, good.
1: He's helped us out in a ton and and uh they've given us a heck of an offer on on the, the weekend with our Nelson Ledges races. That's, so that's why we're able to go back and we really want to see a turnout there because, you know, 2024 is going to be a little different when it comes to uh, um, how champ car does races. So if you don't show up to the races, eh, you know, might not do them again. Yeah. So, you know, well, I mean,
0: it's, you know, like, like Fred said, you know, running a racetrack is a business running, yep. running a race series if you don't run it, even though it's a membership organization, if you don't run it like a business, you don't have a membership organization. So, so yeah. So know. funny story Uh-oh. is you know Uh-oh. we
1: yesterday we sold out two races. Yes. We started off the day with we had the the um, one of them sold out, and somebody posted up, hey, that's about it's great to see Champ Car finally getting a race in the black. And I'm like, wait, 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 wait,
0: wait. <laughs> Lots of Champ Car races are in the black. <laughs> Not
1: all of them. I've, I've, I've I, I told, I let them know that you know, the last seven races we've only had two that lost money. Yeah, and it wasn't very much money. Right. So, yes. Well, and, we, you know,
0: and and that's that's how you run a business, folks. For those yeah. of you who might not have, you have projects that make money, and sometimes you have projects that don't make as much money. And it's at the end of the year you want to make sure that the goes into are bigger than the goes out is.
1: Yes. Yes. Um, and, and that's that's hard for some people to understand. Well, not too many, but yeah, but yeah, we, 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 you know, Chelsea has put in a lot of changes that have really helped this company. Right. Um, there's still ongoing things that we're doing and, um, yeah, it's, she's kicked some butt, man. Yeah. And we're going to be having a, we're going to be doing a video. We're going to bring back the uh, red flag videos and she's going to be on screen talking about some changes and some things that she's not going to change. Yeah. And um, it's going to be pretty cool, but we've, we've been, when I say we've been busy, that's kind of an understatement. It's been <laughs> a hard road back. Yeah. And um, it's, it's worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, but. John yeah, Wittenauer
0: time. reminds us that the board of directors election ends in two days, so if you have yet to vote, um, or if you're from Chicago and you'd like to vote early and vote often, um, uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's the no, old Chicago. That's, right. that's, that's, that's the Chicago boy in me.
1: Tiffany <laughs> and I have to go through those and we vet every single one, make sure nobody's voted multiple times, and yeah, that everything's kosher and they've they're proper members and
0: the whole thing. Yep, so, yeah. So, but if and you it's, haven't it's, voted, there's still a couple days. So yep. get your, get your it's stuff in there. And been off the
1: hook this election. It's been a, I want to say it's been a, it's more in line with our, you know, our, our, you know, the the type of elections we've had left the last few years. It's not one of those friendly, happy-go-lucky elections. This one's been tough. All right. Um. But, yeah, it's, yeah, Jimmy. Um. <laughs> <but> yeah, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 been a tough election but it's it's uh it's coming up to an end and uh we will so after you know i'll stop the election at the cert at midnight eastern yep. on whatever
0: time thing will you be um, able to stay up that late
1: oh yeah yeah i i had said a I, long i time, know it's
0: past so. your bedtime
1: and then um and then on monday morning uh i'll start counting and tiffany will have the same product she'll do it and we'll compare and
0: right make sure
1: cool um and then send it off to the board with the final results, and they will. I'll make an announcement. Somebody will make an announcement. I think it's me. <sighs> Almost forgot. Yeah, I yeah, was supposed to do will. some stuff for the lead up to the election, and I forgot.
0: Okay. So, but
1: but yeah, it's um, you know, that's going on. We've got VIR this weekend. Yep. At uh, Virginia International Raceway, we're running on the North Course. Uh, 60 cars. It is a sold-out race. Yes. But there is a wait list started, so, you know, there is a test day beforehand, so people start dropping out. uh, Most likely, you'll get in. And uh, I'll bet you Chelsea will find a place for you. That's a big pit lane. Um, It's a, uh, I think, two-mile, two-and-a-half-mile, something like that course. But it's a fun track on north. Uh, You don't get to do the uh, oak tree or the S's or stuff like that, but there is the... uh, hog pen and yeah, the roller coaster that long straightaway and that really badass turn one yes so but i like the s's at the bottom you know the bottom yeah. s's. I think those are fun nice it's just paying off that curbing sure waiting for that z20 i got asked to drive the z28 this weekend
0: <sighs>
1: unfortunately and... i gotta work oh yeah we have to you know we we have to be careful now because as a proper company, there's always that conflict of interest <laughs> stuff that we have to fall under. So yep. we're looking, you know, we're really seriously looking at how we conduct ourselves um, as employees at tracks. And Got it. I don't want to interrupt somebody else's race because I tapped their bumper. set yep.
0: off. Of so In- unless they gave us bad comments on the podcast, yes, yes. And yes. then all then all like, all bets are off. Yep.
1: And <laughs> Sebring, yes, so that sold out, but we opened it up. We talked to the track. They said 100. So we are good to 100 entries. Nice. And I believe the last time I looked, there were four spots left. So Sebring New Year's at eight plus seven. Very That cool. is going to be a wild place. It seems like every big gun in the country is going there. We got Riley. We got Huggins. We, Huggins is. I'm told Huggins is trying to win that one.
0: Right. Right. I
1: guess everybody's trying to win it, but Huggins really wants this one bad. So.
0: Um, well, there you go. But yeah, that should be fun. Getting, so we got
1: new year's and we just uh, opened up the registration for next year's races. That's the 2024. If you're watching this in 2025, it'd be last year's races, <laughs> but the 2024 events, um, we're watching those. Uh, we've already got, I think 13 signups for, uh, for Atlanta already. Great. So the early pay discount ends on December 5th. So you need to get in and I want to give a shout out to my little sister, Angela. And, okay. uh, she didn't. I don't know. She knew that we did this show, but she just discovered it today, and <laughs> I think she might be watching. Hey, sis, that's very uh,
0: cool. That's,
1: yeah, that's my one back in Oklahoma. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be a fun fun week for us this weekend. Uh, yeah. We go to PRI as well, so we opened up PRI to. We got an, an invite from the folks there um, to attend the Indy PRI, and nice. uh, for they have to be Champ Car members. You Still have to pay, but uh, you you get a invite in sure but uh yeah chelsea and ray and i will be there ray's got a bunch of meetings with a bunch of safety folks i've got meetings with some operations folks and uh we're going to talk with the scca about some tech stuff and kind of see how they're doing things and so we can get on on par you know kind of work things out
0: well it it, i I, i'm a true believer in if all the organizations at least have a friendly relationship oh, there yeah. are things that we can do together uh that can save people money that can make the, th- the sport mm-hmm. safer uh that will make it easier for champ car cars to go race an scca and back and forth yep. or, or or other organizations too not just yeah. the scca yeah. but
1: and then you know we work we work we've been working with Flagtronics for many years yes. now and, and i see that that's becoming a more, a more mandatory thing next year with the scca so it's so uh, the whole well,
0: mandatory word is one that we don't like to use. <laughs> well, sorry, required
1: or uh, the majors or something. Well, yeah, I, I
0: it, it's going to be it's going to be available. Uh, the mandatory requirement part of it I will, probably won't come till twenty five, yeah, is my so, guess. I, but, but I think
1: they're using the same the yeah, same they are. path that we use because yep. it worked. I mean, yep. it's it it becomes a competitive advantage, and it's going to be one of those things that you're going to want to have, right? To, be, to stay. Competitive. Right. And yeah. And it's just another tool that works really well. It does. um, does. We will have Flagtronics available at VAR this weekend. Um, If you have raced with us the last couple of races, the firmware is the same. But if you haven't, you're going to need to update the firmware. You can either do that through the device manager, which is available through the champ or uh, was it flagtronics.com forward slash champ car. Look at the downloads tab. Right. Like that. And then You'll see device manager download that, plug your FT200 into it, and it should pop up with automatically updating it. If you have a really old one, I think prior to serial number 215, um, then you'll have to do some extra steps and it will tell you what you need to do. But if you have problems, Bill Strong and our other Flagtronics employee or staff or Champ Car staff that are familiar with Flagtronics will be at the track Friday and we'll be able to help you get that sorted out. So yep. and don't if, fret, but um, you guys need to start doing that yourself because next year, you know, we're still going to help you, but sure. you're going to have to do this yourself because we right. have a lot of work we have to do.
0: Well, and, so, and if you're an SCCA Super Tour driver who's going to be at VIR this weekend, the same Flagtronics unit you'll buy at VIR will work for the right. Super Tours. There's, and the
1: same at Sebring because correct. I guess Sebring, our New Year's Eve race, a couple of weeks later, there's a big... SCCA event.
0: There is. It's our first opening round of the Super Tour.
1: Yes. So I know that we have. Again, why did we sell out a December double race? Oh, I know why. These guys. Oh yeah, these guys want track time. Yeah. So well, because because they can do
0: your race. The next weekend is Homestead, and then the weekend after that is back at Sebring. So if you are a northern uh, a snowbird racing nut, um, it's a three weeks, three races, three weekends of a chance. And um, you know, if you're, you might still be married in the last weekend in January when you get home.
1: <laughs> well, there's also a lot of Canadians that come down too. Yeah. The snowbirds come down yeah. and they they race up there and they come down south and they go racing down there.
0: Exactly. So yeah. so it's three it's three weekends back to back if you do your race and then the homestead right. race and then the, the which is
1: perfect. I yeah. don't see any issues with that. I don't My wife either. I likes it when I've gone that long. I mean, yeah.
0: I don't either. So yeah. and uh, yeah. and I will be at the last Sebring race. So. I'll come and buy me some alligator, some fried alligator.
1: Oh, in January?
0: Yep. Yep.
1: I might go down there. Who knows? Who knows? It may be snowing up here and I may want to go down south. There you
0: go. So. There you go. Cool. All right, man. Anything else? Are we That's out of here? It?
1: That's it. We are out of here. We, uh, Like I said, we're at VAR this weekend. We'll be back next Tuesday for a show, and I don't know who our guest is, but we'll have somebody.
0: We'll have somebody. That's going to do it for another episode of Inside Champ Car. Do you like what you heard and saw, subscribe to the podcast or the YouTube channel so you won't miss any episodes. It would be great if you'd share it on your social media channels. Comment on the Champ Car Facebook page. New episodes every Tuesday on the YouTube, and then Thursdays on the podcast. He's Bill Strong. I'm Brian Belansky. Have yourself a great week, and... Go play with cars.